my podcast, World Through a Poem's Eye, in conjunction with my website, marilynonaroll.wordpress.com, where you'll find the poems I talk about and the scripts for these podcasts. I see four bird shapes evenly spaced along a power line, dark against the snow on a neighbor's roof. Ha! I think, what are those guys up to? Then I notice four more along the roof edge of another house. Then ten more on a nearby branch. Make that twenty. Wait, there are more. The birds. Starlings, probably. And it suddenly occurs to me that word. Starling. Starling. As in earthling. Inhabitants of. But these birds, no starshine, no shooting star, are more like fallen angels with their strange flick-colored feathers, their noisy kerfuffling. These aren't reeling gracefully in flock, these guys. They shoot around and dash back. They flail and lift, settle and shift. Brought to this continent by silly whimsy, they have made themselves at home, as many of us do who come from away. And why not? A bunch have briefly lit on a puddle edge. No, now they're away again. They're together, but not in step, these starlings. Much like us, our wayward species, the human being. Can't get along, and all too easy to kill each other. And yet, here we are, strangers exchanging a laugh. Aren't we complicated? My friend, poet Gail DiMaggio, has several poems there that are in the line of Buddhist loving-kindness meditations on people she has known. They are lessons, these poems, called metta, on how to be with, how to wait lovingly in line with each other. Here's one from her forthcoming book, What She Made of It, from Pine Row Press and first published in Passager. Metta for Judy, who loved a biker. Briefly. Also an accountant. The Friday night drummer, two guitar guys, the man her sister wanted but couldn't keep. Nancy, known among us for toxic intrusions, asks, how many? And Judy answers, 23 if you don't count Ted. No one, not even Nancy, asks why we shouldn't count Ted. And Judy toasts the four of us, lifting her glass in both arthritic hands. She wouldn't recognize Meta. She'd think it's some flimsy kind of prayer and pointless, since all on her own she escaped her mother's Sunday organ, that rugged cross, that mighty fortress. These days, she's the woman who won't tolerate the landlord, mother her grown sons, ever again walk straight ahead on those warped legs. But she does have that gift for men, three of them willing to climb steep stairs for her under a quarter ton of baby grand. I'd say may she know peace, but what would Judy want with peace? So instead, I just give her this dream, her hands, young again, smooth again, and once more supple, and then all night, every night, she'll make that baby grand boogie. So sly, this glimpse we get of this character, Judy, in that wonderful title become first line. That briefly is hilarious. I love this complicated character I've never met. And how did Gail do that? Offer her to me with mirth and admiration, 
no gilding, no halo, this woman who won't. This is no namby-pamby loving kindness. This is a walking alongside, slowly, a letting Judy be Judy, a letting be. It's not that I identify with Judy, a character of singular nature, nor even with the speaker walking so close by, but I love the love. I love the effort of, or maybe toward, as it seems possible that Judy can be a handful, empathy, in-feeling. It's this radical empathy I admire in this poem. Empathy is that ability to go right up to the line between self and other. We can't ever be someone else, but we can make an effort to try to be with them. Even the planet and all its denizens can be empathized with. If human beings have a superpower, it's our imagination. And what is empathy if not a use of that imagination to bridge that self-other gap? Empathy seems in such short supply in our world. I feel that all around me. I struggle myself to maintain empathy, often. But it seems to me it is what will save us, what will save all our human initiatives. Empathy is what can serve to drive our imagination, our innovation, our quotidian interactions with self and other, self and world, such that maybe we can stop this endless destruction. Can we? Can't we? Listen, I fail daily. We've got a steady stream of mice coming into our house, and I want to throttle those little pooping monsters with my bare hands. No, actually, I couldn't do that. But geez, can't they just make their own home someplace else? These others in my house? Anyway, I struggle toward some peace with it all. The speaker in the poem asks herself, what would Judy want with peace? No more, apparently, than she wants with Ted. Poor Ted. But Boogie Woogie, who doesn't want some of that? I find them in the backyard, the starlings, dancing the branches of the arborvitae with their fidgety comings and goings, startling even the squirrel from its perch on a pine bough. No rest among us star-dwellers, all shoulders and wings.